All right, what's up, everybody? Clint Esposito here. <clears throat> Jeez, uh, with the Clint Esposito <laughs> show. <laughs> I got I'm a little takeoff, just like Harry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just like I'd been idling for too long, and then I went to take <laughs> off, and there was just it had built up. Is what happened. A little bo- a little copies. burble. We call that a burble. A little burble. That's it. Damn. <laughs> Dan Carby, she's playing up again. Yeah, I'm an old two-stroke, you know what I mean? You got to clear it out before you just go hit the ramp. That's it. I just tried to do another podcast, so I have this Wirecast stuff, and I had another whole setup for a different show, and that one will not stream for anything. I don't know what's going on, so... Really? Yeah, and this one just works. So you got me, Sweet. dude. Hell yeah, that's what I like to hear. Then <laughs> yeah. we'll get this job done. This will be better than my podcast I just did, where I spoke for the last 20 minutes to myself, apparently, because I had my audio turned off. So I gotta do the new Writers Lounge podcast again. Or what would be even better is I'm just gonna grab your audio from this and maybe cut little bits out and I'm gonna fucking save some time. Maybe I'll do that. Is that all right? I don't care. <laughs> that oh, gets sweet. me more yeah. ears. Yeah, like I, I just did, yeah, it was 20 minutes and I'm like, sweet, at five o'clock, I've got to catch up with Clint Esposito over there for Two Wheels of Freedom, make sure you tune in, blah, 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 wrapped it all up, just went to check it like for the first five seconds and realized, oh, no audio. I've already done three podcasts today. I don't really feel like doing this again. So, right. Some of this will be on mine. The thing is, though, you get, um, I've done that before. And then when you go back in, a lot of times you've worked some stuff out through the first one. Yeah. And then you're kind of like a little bit better because you kind of are like. I can, I can whittle that 20 minutes down to about three now. I reckon. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Munich, which spell Munich. <laughs> exactly. It is. No, actually, it's not. It's spelled Munchen. Munich, it, yeah. <laughs> I kept looking spelled. going, what the hell? Uh, every time I'd go to write it, I would have to literally look something up and be like, okay. <laughs> M-U with an umlaut with the two dots over the U ends. N-C-H-E-N, München is the real way. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, I, this is a stupid thing of like, I, I always wondered why in the English language did we decided to leave some place names as it's made or yeah. as they say it in their local language and some places we don't. Because we so, accept it unless you put those stupid things over the letter, bro. Okay? That's where we draw the line. <laughs> stupid letters, we change it. But then there's like, I think the Italians... I think the Italians call Munich Monaco, yet there's a Monaco in France. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's strange because I remember talking to Leo Fini about Monaco. He's, oh yeah, we're going to Monaco. We're going to Monaco. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You got a <laughs> show in Monaco. That's going to be good money. And then I realized he was talking about Munich, and I'm like, well, that's not good money. Sorry, bro. <laughs> But yeah, I always wondered like why did we change some were some place names? Completely change them. It's just stupid. But anyway, it is stupid. That's my um, rant for the day. There you go. 
Um, I don't know. Language frustrates me anyway, but that's a different podcast, okay? That's it. We're going to get exactly. back to the Dirt Bikes. I actually got your guys' highlight reel pulled up yeah. to play in our background. I mean, I got the sound off, but at least... Oh, you way. got the, the little one-minute... Um, um, yeah, the, exactly. The, the, the quick one, the quick one. So I just voiced the five-minute highlights, so that will probably come out tomorrow. You can't use um, that for this then, Steve. Of course not, but, you know, there's something to look forward to, a little bit extra. Yeah. All the good stuff. All the good stuff that didn't go into that one. Nice. We're seeing front flips, whatever the hell that bicycle guy just did, into a bounce front flip. Cash rolled a bounce fronty, I think it was. Dude, the whole, um, now Bink is strapped to his bike. So do you remember, uh, it was Red Bull X Fighters. But do you remember, who was it got stuck on their bike? Um, Norwegian guy. Andre Villa. Yes. Exactly like that. But yep. And to- that ended in one of the worst crashes with like a broken femur, I think Andre Villa had. Yeah. That, that fucked him up big time. I was there for that. Well, yeah. That was in Poland, I believe. Poznan, Poland. Yep. Poznan, yep, exactly. Poznan, I was mechanicing Poland. for Javier. Damn. I got yelled at are in you Polish. All, are you all right on the tools or not? Yeah, that's what I do okay. some days okay. during so, the week here. I go to a shop and ah, I work on something. Nice. I used to, when Javier was on the East Coast, I used to make him, I used to do stuff on his bike all the time when he was around because I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? <laughs> so, Yeah, I think Javier's mechanicing skills are about as good as mine. So yeah, yeah, he'd be like, "Dude, how do I do this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Just so what? Did, hang on, what did you get yelled for at uh, X Fighters? Um, just trying to get onto the floor all the time. Like they, I don't know, they did not recognize my my credential for whatever reason. <laughs> and I'm like trying to go onto the floor to watch him practice. Yeah, and I'm not even going onto the course. And just every time I go down the tunnel to get to the floor, they're like yelling at me and I'm like so I finally went to found some lady the uh Red Bull lady and I was like hey tell please tell this lady I can come (laughs) down here and watch practice just go find Angela and you'll be fine mate she would have taken care of it all so then um during the show he was still on a two-stroke and the temperature dropped or something, or it got more humid at night, and he went out for his run, and first hit, he's all, and just, like, decks the shit out of it. Luckily, he had a bye run, whoever he was against, oh, yeah. he was against Andre. Ah. Villa was out first round, uh, Javier got a free run, we found yeah. out that the bike bogged like a motherfucker. And then uh, I went back and messed with it in the pit. So then I had to test it. There was zero space. So I had to go out into the parking lot. So that got me yelled at by big-ass security (laughs) guards out there in the parking lot trying to test a bike out. (laughs) I was just all down the parking lot. And I turned there like yelling at me. And I turned around just go by over again and just went right into the pit. They probably thought you stole it. That's why. They're like, welcome to Poland. Your bike's already here. Probably. But there was no way I could tell them what was going on. So I was just like, 
later. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, no, that was a horrible crash from um, from Andre Villa. And, yeah, I mean, to start things off, that was the crash, basically, that Bink was about to have. Like, yeah. It's- yeah, exactly. Dude, I watched the whole thing, and I was like, because we were actually sitting in bleachers during practice when he did that. So I sat yeah. there and watched the whole thing. I obviously just on the live stream, but I watched Harry do that, and I'm like, Oh my, it looks exactly same thing. Foot hooked up, stuck upside down, you know? Then Harry goes, budging about 20 feet off the deck, dude. And just gets up and walks away. And I'm like. That was, that was so insane. Uh, From where I was sitting, I was like directly in the middle on, on the opposite side. So he was jumping the furthest jump. I thought he was like bouncing off the front of the bag. Oh, and going back, back to the, flat. Back of the bag and going back to the flat ground on the concrete. That's what I thought was about to happen. He, he only just got over onto the safety deck. Yeah. Only safety deck. I mean, it still worked, luckily. Uh, but yeah, he got fucking ejected out of that thing. So he um, he told me later. So he said the bike bobbed on him. It was like an electrical fault yep. um, as he was going for a one-handed knack backflip. Mm. So he's got his foot hooked. He's got his left foot hooked in. His right foot came off where you can see like he's, that right foot was just hanging uh, under him because he was already going for a knack right. anyway. And he actually told me, I don't know why, but he, he told me in training that he when he does one-hand knack flips, he barely even pulls. So for some reason, it just rotates quite quick on him. Yeah. So I think that's why you notice, like, you know, he was he was not even 90 <clears throat> degrees. Like, that. he wasn't even barely doing a Larry yeah. loop out. And the bike just, there was no pull, there was no speed, and that's that's where, it, yeah, he was fucked. And I wonder if his leg, like, speeds him up or something. It must do. It must be that, like, if he drops his foot, maybe it, like, speeds that rotation up. Yeah, he, maybe the yeah, force yeah. of the way he's sending his leg. And it yeah. kind of, like, brings him around, or he squats a teeny bit when he does it, or... Yeah, like, keep it, keep the roti- the rotation in tight or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so then, but then what you could see was he was just locked in, and the bike's coming in towards the landing and he was still locked and I thought, oh, this is going to get bad. And at the last second, he somehow got unstuck from it and then, uh, you know, that fucking huge bounce that he did off the top. And then again, like, he was more worried about landing on the bike, he told me. Yeah, As he was flying through the air, he, like, looked down to spot where the bike was and hope, because he was backwards, like, he was falling backwards, he was just hoping he didn't land on like a foot peg or right. something like that. Get a hand stuck in the wheel, or it's hard so to even like, grasp where you are in that type yeah. of deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. And actually, he told me like when we went out for a beer the next day in the Hofbräu house in Munich, went went for some beers, and he was talking about it. And he said like he knew he knew straight away he was kind of in trouble but he thought he might be able to get the rotation around to spot the landing mm-hmm. and then he realized like he was still looking in the same direction the whole time he's like oh, okay uh, there's no rotation happening then he decided to work out what to do midair but it was quite cool like he knew 
he knew what was going on, even though like he was waiting for a backflip that just never came. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty interesting to hear that. That's the ability of um, like high performers or like people that are good under pressure or action sports people is they're usually pretty calm in those scenarios where you're basically yeah. work it out to where it's the least amount of damage. damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Hey, actually, do you want, do you want to see something cool? Sure. Have you have you got the um the slow mo playing or have you got like that background video playing? Well, right now I have uh the video in the background. Somebody's I don't know who's doing a run. Oh, I think it's if you uh, can, Philip. If you can put something on, like just give me thirty seconds. I'll run out to the van and I'll find his tech ten for you, and I'll show you okay. what he did. So while I'm away, just show something, and maybe you can talk about that. And I'll be back in about thirty seconds because right. this is fucking. This is really cool. All right, there you go. Something really cool, guys. Um, so right now we're watching. I think that's Philip Podmall from the Night of the Jumps that we're talking about. With a huge, I'm going to give it a KOD indie flip. Oh, I thought that was somebody was talking to us. That's just the live stream chat. So if you missed it, uh, you can watch it on YouTube. We're all in there. I was in the chat room. We're all BSing during this. Oh, we basically missed his run here. We got one trick out of it to hold us over. Um, his bike was... Let me put my earphones in so I can hear what you're saying. There we go. He's I'm back. Uh, just trying to open these tech thrones up. I haven't worn them in 10 years. All right. So here we go. We've got Binky's Tech 10. I don't know if you can see this. Mm. Can you yeah. see... Where he has torn yes. the top of the Tech 10, Turn, where he was locked Go in. that way a teeny bit. Oop, no, the other way. way. There you go, yeah. This way? Yep, perfect. Yep. Wow. Cover my face. So you can see that. So he, that was locked into his left foot hook. He ripped his foot out so hard he tore the top of the Tech 10. So hard he tore past the, the top of the boot. This is the inner booty. Wow. He ripped the fuck out of the inner booty. So I don't know how he didn't even tear the top of his toe off. How is That's sharp, how hard he pulled. How sharp is that foot hook? Uh, sharp enough to go through two <laughs> layers of <a> Tech 10. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. That's what blew me away. And I was like, yeah, well, you know what? I always hang shit on these guys who go to the gym all the time. Like, you don't need that many leg muscles, but turns out those Sometimes. leg muscles might have just saved his femur. Yeah. Like, you know, from an Andre Villa-style crash. Even on an airbag, it wouldn't have been pretty no. being locked into your bike. No Especially the what, way he like, got whipped after. Think about if he was still hung up at that point. Exactly. That would have been... That would have been ugly as... So, um... That's what happened. What a way to start the podcast. Yeah. So there we were, Munich, Night of the Jumps. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm glad he's, uh, you know, he's basically fine. Yeah, 
fine enough to head to the Hofbrau house the next day. I, I took him on a Sommerfeld tour guide, which would be my other job normally. Uh, the problem was, he, really? uh, I think, he, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Trail rides. I'd be doing trail ride tours, you know? So I was like giving him the historical tour of Munich, but he missed breakfast. So he's like, oh, I'm actually pretty hungry. I'm like, all right, what? Showed him a few things about the crazy Prince Ludwig II and told him some stories and like, oh, okay, I'll just take you to the Hofbrau house. We'll go grab uh, a schnitty, go get a chicken schnitzel or something or a Wiener schnitzel and one beer. Well, I mean, we, we, did, we didn't get too much flat. Further. What's that? Wiener schnitzel, isn't it flat? Fl yeah, flat as. Yeah. I don't uh, get it's, it. It's it's the way they do it in Vienna. It's I know, but v it doesn't make me think of wieners. No, because no, because it's not a wiener. So the wiener you're talking about is spelt the same way, but it's absolutely <laughs> completely different because Vienna is actually again coming back to the why do we change the name of places? Vienna is actually W-I-E-N, pronounced Wien. So oh. then they have the Wiener schnitzel, but it's actually W-I-E-N-E-R, oh. which we would say is Wiener schnitzel. Fucking English language. There you go. Hey, I told you if I was not riding a motorbike, I'd be a tour guide and I'd just go explain all these stupid little bits of trivia for that you. That sounds awesome. Yep. There you go. All right, so uh, you guys had Wiener Schnitzel, which was not round, so it wasn't, you know, weird eating <laughs> no. it with uh, hairy piece of meat, just piece <laughs> of meat that's been battered so it's thin as and covered in breadcrumbs. So yeah, no, it was awesome. It was really good. I had a couple of days extra with Harry, and then um, oh, what happened Alex with the flight? Uh... Oh fuck, yeah, that that's been fun. Harry was fine because he's actually here for another week. Extra to have a bit of a holiday. But everybody but, else, would you have to do but, smuggle them out of the country and then fly them from somewhere else? Yep, exactly. So Jose jumped in the van with Brees Izzo and Brees' brother, Romain Izzo, who was actually even crazier than him. Um, they were driving back to Marseille. Brees had a show 12 hours later in the bottom of France and it would take them about 12 hours to get there. They took Jose and smuggled him out in, in their van dropped him off at the Zurich airport in Switzerland so Jose could fly back to Barcelona. And Malero jumped in with Abraham Parra, who was driving 2,400 kilometres to the bottom of Spain. Same thing. They dropped him off at the Zurich airport so he could fly home to Madrid. And our big that's so far gone. out of the way, Madrid. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Well, Malero just didn't want to sit in a van for two days. Right. <laughs> so, he just, I get it. so fuck it, drop me off. I'm catching a flight home. Yeah. Um, and the guy from Big Airbag, he flew in from uh, Amsterdam, which is normally like a one-hour flight. Um, we couldn't get him out any other way than putting him on a train. Actually, I bought him another flight. Then that got cancelled. So I'm like, shit, 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 what are we going to do? Found a train that left at 3 a.m. So we finished the show. We rolled up the, the bags straight away and we got that done pretty quickly. I had a few other things to do. We went back to the hotel. He grabbed his stuff. We went to the after party for about 
20 seconds and realised it was so full we couldn't even get in to get him a drink. So then we walked back out. I dropped him at the train station at 3 a.m. It was supposed to be an eight-hour train, which he thought was somehow good in first class. And then after about three hours, that train was cancelled and then there were strikes on the trains, there were strikes on the buses, and he managed to get, like, the small regional trains all the way back to Amsterdam and it took him, I don't know, 15 hours or something to get him home. So that was just that was just those three. Then there was a whole lot of our crew that had flights cancelled and everything like that. And so it's the trains, buses, flights, protest that's going on in germany right now so it's, it's just, just all of the show. all of the everything <laughs> it started yeah it started on flights and then it moved on to everything and so it was just an absolute shit show the last few days over here uh, yeah but anyway that's the that was the fun part of my job doing rebooking and and trying to figure that out while trying to run the event and commentate and like Sound like I'm under control when I was just like, just there was problems every which way I, I looked. So when I was doing the commentary, I was like, this is the easiest let's just part calm of the fuck down. Oh, mate, come on, mate, running the live stream is like the easiest thing ever. You just stand there and speak shit. No problems at all. Like, that's yeah. what we're good at. Yeah. But Especially anyway. about dirt bikes. Um, okay. So the riding was good when everybody's bikes cooperated which was basically the rest of the everybody else's bike was pretty good turns out abraham para he had a crash the week before and nobody knew and in training he went for a tsunami or a ruler and he thought he broke his ribs like and then when the medic checked him out like there was like this bulge starting to come out from under his rib cage uh-huh. with fluid or something like that. They're like, oh, no, you're off to the hospital, bud. He had an x-ray and they're like, nah, it looks like maybe he tore the intercostals or Mm. maybe a ligament or something. And he's like, oh, no, it's sweet. I'll ride the show. All right. Um, So we we had another kid there, Pepper Aaron, who... He was he rode in the training just in case Abraham couldn't make it. We would have someone to fill his place. And he was killing it. He was looking really good in training. But Abraham's like, nah, fucking got this. I've driven two and a half thousand kilometers to be here. I'm gonna ride. And it was a pretty good run. Really clean, upright tricks, but he I guess he just didn't feel comfy enough to go for any flip tricks. So yeah, it was he he did everything he could. Yeah. Which was good to see. Um, who else had a little problem? Oh, Lukey Luke. Um, Luke Ackerman went for a fronting in training, under-rotated, and as his back wheel touched down, the front wants to whiplash down, like it wants to land yeah. fast, and it just ripped his shoulder, and he actually ended up doing like a bit of a subluxation of the shoulder joint. So it like popped out, popped back in real fast. Uh. So he was feeling pretty shit at the end of all of that. And actually it was Leon Binkerbank, who's the BMX rider from Berlin. He strapped him up, gave him a massage, because that's his real job, I think, oh, outside shit. of jumping a BMX. Yeah, so luckily Leon was there and got Luke roughly in a good enough position that he could ride again. But he wasn't, he wasn't 100%. And then his hands were tired when he rode. 
Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, the, and I realize it's different and there's not all that technology, but the bag that um, I rode was good if you came in like nose high. Like it yep. kind of ate it up a little bit more so than I feel like if you were on like a hard landing, you'd be like all <laughs> over the bars. Yeah, so what we do with the airbag landings is we want this to be as close to dirt as possible with a little bit of, yeah, you know, a little bit extra safety if you need it. So we've got the top pretty much as hard as it can be, and then the middle section's a bit softer. Like that's your actual suspension part is in the right. middle chamber. Yeah. So yeah, it, if it was like a regular like training setup where you want everything pretty soft and feeling like that, he probably would have been all right. But yeah. because we had it set up as a competition setup, that's why it's it's yeah, it's it's better than dirt, but it's still Yeah, you know, it's better for worst case scenario. And maybe exactly. to dirt or something he would have been, you know, pitched and hurt worse. Exactly. Yep. Exactly right. Um, yeah. So the teams again were the world team. Yeah. Uh, Spain. That's and and Czechy Czechs, the Czech Republic, Czechia, as it is now known in the English language. It used oh, to be Czech it? Republic, and now it is Czechia. That's the C-Z- language. No, that's the name of their country now. They've changed their name. So now it's C-Z-E-C-H-I-A. That is how we should be calling their country from now on. I think dead name them, then we're in a world of shit. Exactly. <laughs> so it's basically, if you say Czech Republic, you've, you've dead named them. Oh. They're Czechian. Yep. And actually, so now if we want to take another step, the country formerly known as Turkey is now Turkey, yeah. I know, I saw they <laughs> did some, add some shit above their letters or something as well. Yeah, they added the umlauts over the U and put an E on the end. And I think I-Y-E, so it's T-U with the umlaut, R-K-I-Y-E is Turkey, yeah. Mate, you got to be fucking up on these things. I told you I'm going to be the best damn travel agent going around. Not well, agent, sorry, travel travel tour guide. I'm a listen, tour guide. I'm from America and we just only worry about American shit. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Unless we're we going don't fuck to... around with this dead name and shit. We just say what it is. <laughs> Unless we're going <laughs> to uh, overthrow your government, we don't care about you as a country either, okay? <laughs> That's it. Not interested at all. No. <laughs> That's right. We don't want any of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so this time around, um, unfortunately, Kai Haza, he's out for a while after. So he was in Team Germany in Berlin, and then in Masters of Dirt, he went for something I think that had never, ever been done before. If I understand correctly, he was... You know how they sit on top of the scissor lift yeah. and they just take off like three meter run up and then do the drop, like backflip drop? Yeah. He was going for a scissor lift front flip drop. So what he does normally is the big jump over yeah. and then he lands on the front wheel into right. a front flip. This time he jumped up on two, stopped, then sat there for a bit and just tried to drop off into a front flip. Didn't work. Is there a cheater? 
No cheating. Nope. Just exactly <laughs> from from flat to trying to. It do would a have to be front. really high. I think. I think it was high. I think it was really high to get that done to give the extra rotation because a backflip. You've got the gas of the yeah. the tire on the mesh, front and flips. you're only doing 270 degrees from from flat around. It's only 270 to get yeah. somewhere within landing. Whereas to do a front, you're going from flat with no gas. It's just front brakes and then pushing. You have to then do a full 360, and actually would be better for like 400 degrees of. Like so, he's gone. He's almost yeah. doubled the amount of rotation needed. Didn't work out in a less natural. Broke his... Exactly. Um, what did he break? C three in his neck. Yeah. So... But no, like he's all good. He's all good. Okay, I That's think. Good. I hope. Like he, uh, from from what I heard, he's like everything's kind of all good and. Working. Yeah, he's put some messages up. So uh, if you're listening to this, jump on to Kai Haas's Instagram and send him a message. Get well soon because fuck that. I yeah. Would, that would be super scary. Um, did he like drag the back brake or something? That's the only way I would think you would, you know what I mean? Like drag your back brake off at of the uh, end and then maybe at least it would kind of drop huh. you quicker. Huh. That actually would... Makes sense. In my mind, I have no idea how he did it. I Me guess it was the front brake. But now that you say drag in the back brake, so you actually let your front wheel go off, drag your back brake. Right, kind of pulls you. Uh, I don't want to do it, so let's. No, 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 no. It's good to theory craft. So, unfortunately, Kai was not with us. I think he would have done the MOD anyway. So, it was Luke. Uh, Breeze Izzo and Harry Bing for the world team. And Harry, I actually only contacted him about a week and a half before the event. Oh, really? someone pulled, Yeah, someone pulled out. Um, and I, I just thought for a laugh, like, I'll just text Harry, see what he says. And he fucking came back to me straight away. He's like, hell yeah, I want to come. And I've got something dumb that I want to try. So within a week and a half, we worked out his logistics, how to get the bike from the bottom of Spain up to Germany, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, so it was on from for young and old, which was sick. For yeah. Team Spain was uh, Abraham Parra, who did the big drive, Michael Malero, and Mark Pignol, who crashed in Berlin on the Cali roll. He was coming for redemption. And uh, for the Czech team, was Matej Cezak, who blew his KTM 300 up in Berlin. He was looking to not do that again. Uh, Philip Podmol, who a crashed a double flip. Yeah, switched to a 250 this time, which was a bit smarter. Uh, Philip Podmol, who crashed the double in Berlin. And he brought his brother, Libor Podmol. And Libor fucking rode sick. Both it was of them cool. looked good. Both of them clean as, uh, and I loved Libor's underflip. That, like, was just like old days. Just, I don't know, there's something about his underflip that was, I don't know, I just love it. That's like his signature trick for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the old man. And the last time Libor rode uh, at Night of the Jumps was in Munich 2019 when he missed the vault. 
pin dropped and broke both legs. They just exploded on him. So he came back, rode sweet, awesome underflip. It was just kind of like Libor of old. Yeah, he looked good. Right from first yeah. run. Yep. Uh, first first jump looked fucking sweet and yeah, there was there was really no problems there. And Philip rode awesome. He didn't go for the double flip. Um so I was kind of waiting. I didn't know if he would do it or not, but he he decided against it. Um, both of them looked way uh more calm and um smooth than I've seen them in the past. Yeah, exactly. Both of them are like a little bit scrappy, bit erratic, like yeah, trying to get yeah. as many as many tricks in as possible. Yeah. But this time both of them were just Super smooth. And I wonder if it's them being together. Like, I wonder if... Because maybe at home, you know, they, I'm sure who they grow up riding with. Yeah, that's it. Like, you maybe just karma. Like, yeah. you know, oh, it's sweet. My they got somebody to or... bounce shit off of. Yeah, exactly. What do you feel about the course or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. No, they both looked awesome. And actually, Philip in the best trick... Wasn't I mean it wasn't really a best trick trick. I probably would have used that one in his run because he's he got do the heart uh, seat grab heart attack flip. No, nah, in his best trick he did the heel clicker to mm. indie indie. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was like to get that many tricks in, like clicker over the front, swing back for the first indie, which is already difficult. Most guys yeah. are, you know, and then to swing another, I was like, not bad. I, for me, I'd never seen anybody else do that before, but somebody said it has been done, and John Matthews is probably the only man who will know who it was. So if he's watching the live stream now, he's I hope not he right can. Ah, oh, damn. No answer, um, I I have no idea who did it before, but apparently it might have been done. Who would like Bilko or something? I was gonna, I was about to say, has Bilko ever done a heel clicker flip? But yeah, fuck, he does three sixty heel clickers. Uh and he seems like the type of person that would do something like that to swing something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is <laughs> that uh, kind uh, of rider? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't think of who off may topic. Have done it. But Bilko is severely underrated. Hell yeah! Severely. Hell yeah! Severely. Yeah. I think I think he watered himself probably at the most crucial points of his career. I mean, he won an X Games gold medal, but how did he get hurt? How did he get hurt? Blew his knee out at due tour on a KOD flip. Well, that was one of them. That was his big. Okay, knee so up. the he won X Games. FMX. Oh, yes, I once. remember. Yep. And then goes to ghost, like flip his bike or something and blows his knee out. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's the one. And it's like right then. Yeah, like but that's Bilko. Like, I know. Right then, you're <laughs> like, he's set to just destroy for the next year or two. Yeah. And then, boom, blows his knee out. You don't see him for. You know what I mean? How long? Six months, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like every time he, every time things were in the right place, he'd just blow a knee out. Like <laughs> fuck, he 
He's probably done it about 21 times. Like, it's that yeah. bad. Man, I saw him getting around, actually, the Wales uh, World Supercross. and With the crutches? I've seen pictures I, of He fucking basically needs it now, and that was on a good day. So, yeah, those knees are, they're toast. But um, how do we get onto that? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, so who was the other team that I was talking about? Oh, Spain, yeah. So I spoke about Abraham Parra, um, but also Mark Pignol. So he wanted some redemption from his crash in Berlin. And with his um, California role, that's what he crashed in Berlin, Yeah, stomped it clean as a whistle, and he threw in a front flip as well for good measure. So he – and actually, I thought his whole run looked way better than Berlin. Everybody like looked, looked really confident. good this time. Like, yeah. I'm sure just – it was not that long ago, so I'm sure they just learned, calmed yeah. down a little bit about the scenario, whatever the event, and, you know, that's with anything, right? The more chances yeah. you give these guys, you know, they should get top-level guys. And feel yeah. more confident, yeah. Top-level guys are going to learn each time and progress. That's it. And the cool thing was, like, Pignol didn't just come back he could have done two things. He could have, like, spent the next month, like, making sure that Cali roll was sweet right. and just focus on that. Or he could have said, ah, oh, fuck, maybe I'm not great with it. Maybe I'll go learn something else and do the front flip instead. Well, I thought it was sick. He did both. Came yeah. with something new again on a trick. I think the last time he did that was 2017 when he crashed. Wow. So six years for redemption on that trick. And then the Cali roll, and he stomped both of them, and he looked good. He looked comfortable, and, yeah, it was it was good to see him on top. Maybe um, him crashing on the airbag and being, like, okay, kind of. And, ha, 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 let's a, go. A little bit of a, yeah, exactly. Oh, I can be just pretty. I don't have to be perfect. I just need to be yeah. you know, close. Close. <laughs> Close is better than, <laughs> and then uh, Malero, man, Malero looked good. Um, yes. So we we brought to this event Malero's front flip ramp that he actually built. And what do you? Oh, is it? Yeah, hello. <laughs> <I'm pretty> much... <laughs> yeah, I did so... the same. <laughs> I'm, I guess, because I did a couple of shows already. Yeah, fair enough. So you're you're running on battery power there. Um, well, these are plugged in. I didn't have this thing on, so now it's on. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was that was where we got to with the, all the teams, with the individual runs. And actually, Malero was super smooth. Really good tricks in his run. He got 79 out of 100, which is a pretty low score. So, actually, I'm quite happy this year to see the judges keeping the scores lower so there's a lot more room yeah. to move and actually use the 100 not fucking not from 90 90 points to 100 which is just pointless um right. so yeah malera got 79 luke with his bug you know bunged up shoulder and strapped up he did like a no hand flip in his run which i don't think luke's probably ever done or probably not for the last 10 years like that would just be barely a warm-up trick for Luke. Yeah. So you could tell he was hurt and that he only could 
negotiate a no-hand flip at one point, but he still landed 360, fronty, double flip and everything, and he just beat Malero by one point, which I would agree with, but fuck, it was tight between those two guys. So, um, yeah, so Lukey Luke, he's sitting with three straight wins in the individual contest for the series. Uh, Malero's in second place. And because Ronaldo wasn't there, he was off doing an MOD show down in Innsbruck. Philip Podmol, after three rounds, is sitting in third position. So awesome. I, I guess we'll see Ronaldo back in Mannheim to, to try and get back onto that podium uh, and keep battling. Because he would have been, if he came and played second again, like he'd still be sitting in second position. But now the guys of like Malero and Luke have... They're going to start disappearing in in the out the front. It's going to be hard for anyone yeah, to catch up for sure. So, could be like what we saw in twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen when it was just Luke and Malero just fighting. So Malero won the first time for his fifth world championship in a row, and then on the sixth year, fucking little Luke, he got the job done and reeled him in and took the win over the season at the last event. So, yeah, it's, it's all happening right now. So what happens with, because um, everybody's not at every event. So are there, like, evening outs where, like, Luke won't be there? Or is Luke basically at all the events? Uh, he'll probably be at all the events. And normally what we do is we have one throwaway round. But let's see what happens if, yeah, it's tough when there's a throwaway. Because it's not like you can choose what to throw away, but, you know, let's say David comes back and he only gets like, I don't know, maybe fucks up and he gets a fifth or a sixth. So he'll obviously throw away the one where he just missed it, but having a fifth or a sixth in there is going to be pretty crap as well. And I think that's actually what happened to David in 2019. He was killing it. He missed one round because I think he had a show somewhere else, so he just couldn't make it. And he was relying on the throwaway to possibly be at the top to win it. And um, I think he might have had a crash that year at one round, so I don't even think he made the top six. Mm. And that was enough that sort of dropped him out. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. You put that throwaway in the middle, anything can happen. Well, that's good. That's yeah. the evener. So anyway. Yeah, that's the that's the evener, but it's a bit of a joker as well. But yeah, no, so we had the the regular runs. Best whip, Matej Chezak again, killed it. Um Pignol was looking pretty good, but actually Harry Bink, he got into the final uh with some pretty good turndowns, but then that was where we first saw his a little electrical malfunction. Yeah, and as he started yeah, like we, I didn't know what was going on. And then after like a minute, he just came out of like behind an airbag or something and was just pushing his bike back to the to the mechanics spot to get it checked out. So at that point, I guess he knew something was wrong with the bike. They looked at it because he was about to come back out for his run straight after best whip. So they didn't have much time. It was technically 10 minutes tops. To uh to look over Harry's bike, they thought it was sweet, but turns out it wasn't. It was not sweet. Wasn't sweet. And then actually, oh, synchro comp was sick. Um, the Podmoles rode together, so Leeborn Philip 
side by side, and I would have said they should have been in the final. I don't think Luke and Brees did enough. They didn't choose big enough tricks, I thought. Like, they were better timed, but I was like, they were just weak tricks. So I guess the judges were going on timing, but I'm like, the tricks they chose just weren't good enough. But anyway, they got into the final, unfortunately, for the pod moles. But uh, Team Spain, Pinol and Malero, everything was perfect, and then they finished the train with the front flip, which I thought was fucking crazy. Yeah, so, but they did it. Yeah, they were right at one another, like one, two. And then yeah. I, I still don't understand. Maybe you know. Does that ramp automatically set itself? Is there a spring there or something that resets There's no it? spring. That's just so, weight. So, yeah, and that, and that's what I was thinking because when you watch it, I guess Malero went first, I think. Yeah. So he he shot out and did his front flip. So that rocking mechanism goes up uh-huh. and then bounces back down and would probably bounce a little bit. And as just as it settled, he hit it. What for like a millisecond? Millisecond. Fucking pin. Yeah, Pinol comes through and does a front flip. Like well, that's what I was like. How? Uh... <laughs> No, there's there's no spring involved. It's just the weight of of that bottom piece just brings it back down. But Malero would have been on the run up, watching the rocker bouncing in front of him, yeah. and he just he still went for yeah, it. Yeah, he was like, still only like two bike lengths in between. Yeah, maybe maybe three. It wasn't maybe much. Maybe three. Though. It was, but it was nothing. Like I would have given that a good. Yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't even start up a run-up. I'd be like, yeah, Malero's gone. Tunk, tunk, tunk. <laughs> yeah, good. I'll go now. Like, and, that's, and if you catch it weird, it's definitely not, you know what I mean? It's not going to do it. Yeah, it's going to be it, different. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck. I, I, was, I was blown away and a little bit scared that he didn't <clears throat> give himself more time. I'm interested now that it's... So you ride over it and it pushes down, and yeah, so, so that the, thing so the, only sits out for a millisecond, and then it just falls back down. Yeah. So the top of it, if I can try show it, it's like that. So the top, your front wheel hits here, yep. which gets the mechanism going, and at the back, your back wheel hits this bit that like right. stops your back wheel basically. So as soon as it does that, and the rider's gone, it just like. Bounce, like it just falls back. See, it must be most, longer. Most of the weight's at the bottom. Yeah, it must be longer than what I think. Uh, yeah. I feel yeah, so like, there's, yeah. Yeah, th- there's more weight at the bottom. But even though my point is you basically want your, your back wheel needs to hit it as soon as your front wheel hits the actuator. Basically. Because yeah, otherwise like it, it would just fall down by itself. In my head, that exactly. thing was only this long, the piece. But it's got to be nah, like it's, pretty it's long. It's a bit long. It's, uh, well, I guess it's like two foot, maybe. Okay. Maybe three-ish. That still Should seems measure it one like, day. That still seems like you have to be going at speed, I mean, obviously, to jump the gap. But exactly. it only comes up for a, mount, a split you know, second, so you have to be going fast enough where your wheel hits it while it's up. 
That's it. I'm actually going to open the plans right now. Let's see if are you going to get I can trouble for this? Is this uh, top? No, 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 no. These are free to download on the Riders Lounge podcast. Um, you can download the front flip thing and build it yourself. Where do you go to RidersLoungePodcast.com? Yep, that's the one. Oh, I could find. I'm trying to find just the rocker. I don't. Surely it's there. Fuck, there's so many parts to it. Ah, okay. So they actually, there's no measurements on that bit. The measurements are only on there, and I don't see the measurement for the actual rocker. They must be there. Front flip ramp. Ah, okay. The rocker is. 1.1 meters long. Okay. Actually, 1.104. So it's about... Four feet? Three and a half feet. Yeah, three and a half, nearly four feet. That makes That's sense. That's the rocker. Yeah. So there you go. If anybody wants to get the front flip ramp, download it from riderslandspodcast.com. Thank you to Fly Group for allowing me to put that up there for free for all the riders in the world so you all have the same one to jump because who wants to have 17 different fucking versions of a front flip ramp? It was already bad enough with 17 versions of a regular ramp. Yeah, that's for sure. Here we go. I got it pulled up on the... Oh, have you? Sweet. Yep, so we can look at it now. I didn't realize you had this. It's awesome. Um, So... But you have nine, we're really off topic again, but you have, so the ramps, you have, they curve all the way to the top? Yeah, so the eight meter radius is a constant radius, that's the Euro ramp, curves from top to bottom, the nine meter radius, otherwise known as an Aussie comp, all the way to the top, and I think, let me double check on that ramp there, the front flip is built off of... It looks it a, kind of mellow. It doesn't look like it I think it, that much. Yeah, I think that ramp is built off of the... Oh, I need to zoom in. Oh, here's the... Actually... It's built off a 9-meter radius ramp. So that is a regular 9-meter radius ramp. It's just at the top where they modify it to put the front flip mechanism on it. Oh, I, so it's a, So it's like a bit of a mellower ramp. Um, so you try and get a nicer arc you don't go to the moon right yeah and then we've got the super kicker um yeah i mean this technically actually our double flip super kicker has a constant radius but the better one on super kickers is actually the american version where it's got that two one foot or two foot of flat coming out the top it's probably a teeny bit more than that um yeah it's yeah exactly american ramps have about three or four feet of flat at the top typically yeah on all of them um which just makes it where you have to lean forward more to get your bike to level out a little bit yeah exactly i'm not really a fan of the your like constant radiuses because i feel like i'm gonna endo (laughs) yeah you have to be like pinned all the way through the top of the ramp on like a constant radius 
that's it. So if I look at the top, okay, yep. Yeah. So the the good super kicker has 600 mils of flat at the end. So 600 mils would be two foot. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know super kickers. I've never I've ridden like one yeah, or two. So that's 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 the good one. So there you go. Those plans are also on the Riders Lounge podcast. Oh, dot com. Go check it out. In case you want a super kicker or a front flip ramp. Or an eight or a nine and oh, I need to put And Levi's next gen, do you got that one? That one's up there too. They're up there. Actually I've got a couple more I need to put up. Um, really? the quarter pipe and the quarter pipe with the rocker, you know, the one that Tom Pagez and Jay Ruine do like their front flare yeah. on. Uh, I've got those plans that I'm able to put up online as well. So, a few oh, things coming. This is all in uh, metric. I can't Sorry about that. Tell what the hell's going on here. So for so for <laughs> most people in the world, they will be able to read these plans. If you're in America, in the US of A, I'm going to translate. You're going to have them. to get a fucking calculator. I'm going to translate them and do them in American <laughs> on my site. All right, you'll be able to get American versions of these on my site one day. So what was I saying about why do we change? names of cities in english and then the americans i mean actually technically imperial is imperial it came first well but But we call it metric was just a standard (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course you do yeah because because you guys have different pounds and different tons to the english which is also dumb dude like oh it explains a lot about harley davidson's doesn't it yeah, it does. Like, there's yeah. nothing threaded on a Harley. You have to have a wrench and a ratchet, like on everything. Yeah, because they're like they're just like because we're Harley. Screw off. We're gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, same technology for the last two hundred years. That's it. We're gonna do it for another five hundred. That's right. Just just watches, <laughs> dude. So I had somebody from Australia come here, and I said something about American Standard, and he goes. Same. He goes. It's in, whatever imperial. He's like it's imperial. He's like you people, and I'm like, listen, don't yell at me. This is what I was told. I have no idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, then he's just you know making a correct statement about your education system. Oh no, I just went there. <laughs> yeah, listen, I realize that now. I'm just like we every like. That's why I Wasn't said it? earlier. I pointed it out earlier. So don't try to give me shit because I was like. We don't listen to, we don't care about your country unless we're coming to overthrow your government. Remember? <laughs> That's it. Hey, but I think, wasn't it Jimmy Carter that tried to bring the metric system in? Like, I think, oh, I think there was a very, very small time when you may have started on metric and then it didn't end up taking. Because I think he was only a one term president. And I think the metric system basically went out with him. Because Big Imperial just kept it in. They were like, big no, impi- this is big, what we're doing, boys. Big big tobacco, big oh, Imperial, big, big big guns, the whole thing. Uh, no, it's uh, big fractions. They big were like, fra- you're not getting rid of fractions, bro. What are you going to uh, do, switch need- to millimeters? Nah. 
We need our 15 16s. Come on. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm still learning American or whatever, imperial <laughs> sizes. I'm like, what the fuck is next? Which one's next? I don't know. Oh, I need, I got to get my three inch 15 16s. Yeah. Fucking, oh, fuck. Yeah, you could just say 27 mil. Or whatever it is. It's just super easy, man. Super yeah. easy. I'm going to find that out, actually. I'm pretty sure you had metric over there at some point. All right. That's a good conspiracy theory to look into. It's not even a conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, as to why we didn't keep it. Ah, that would be. That would be. A, a, Who was so out. hard up to be like, nah, I like confusing the fuck out of everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good idea. Let's keep it. If you go to metric system, your weight is lower and your dick is longer. <laughs> I mean, no brainer. Fair, fair cool. Very <laughs> cool. Um, let me just check here. I think I've found something. Uh, Jimmy Carter. All right, so America began testing road signs in kilometers under President Jimmy Carter, who supported efforts to go metric. Interstate 19, which connects Tucson, Arizona to Mexico, was one of them and today remains the only highway in America with distance post distances posted solely in kilometers. What highway is this? 19? Interstate 19. Between where? Trying to think if I've ever been on uh, between Tucson, Arizona, and Mexico. No. So by the late 1970s, even the automakers had begun building speedometers that showed both miles and kilometers. Somehow, setting a cruising speed of 88 seemed so much cooler than 55. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why. Okay, so oh, here we go. Republican Charles Grassley, then a congressman and now a senator for Iowa, killed the proposed federal regulations that would have forced states to put up signs in kilometres. Basically, oh, this is a direct quote from Grassley. Forcing the American people to convert to the metric system goes against our democratic principles. How is that a democratic principle, for fuck's sake? Anyway... That was it. It was killed off by Grassley. That's why you're still in American standard. How's that for a little bit more history for today? I bet you didn't you think you were getting that today. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that. There you go. So, and I knew half of it. I didn't know all of the story, but I knew half of it. It is good to get an education sometimes. <clears throat> sometimes it's good. Uh, so, all right. So let's go over the actual. Con we'll finish with who actually won. Um, individually, you said Luke won. Yep, Luke killed it. Actually, he didn't kill He did kill it, but he only beat Malero by one point. It was pretty damn close. Uh, so, so Luke, Luke first, Malero second, and Philip in third. Uh, that's what I was going to guess. Yeah. Uh, actually, I wonder if I've got the full results here. Uh, no, I don't actually have the individual results of that particular competition, but I've got it from overall. After three contests, Luke is still in the lead, Malero in second, Philip in third, Ronaldo in fourth after missing one round, 
Matej Chezak is in fifth overall. Mark Pignol with the crash that he had in Berlin, he's sitting in sixth. Peter Pillard in seventh. Kai Haaser and Danny Torres in eighth. Brisizo in tenth. Libor Podmol in eleventh. And Harry Bink with his fucking huge crash is sitting in twelfth after only he only had one round. But I was going to say, how maybe we'll so have Harry back. You give points out per round. Yeah, so everybody gets points per round, and then so that was the after three rounds where they're sitting on the on the series overall. But uh, like I said, looks like we'll probably have Harry back. I've got all of his suspension and half of a motorbike in the back of my van now in pieces. So I hope he sends over a couple of Albeck or Albeck bags uh, that I can stuff all of these things into. He doesn't have OGO bags. He's got the new Allbeck ones. Oh. Have you seen them? I was thinking that's just how you guys said it in German. I don't even know how to pronounce <laughs> it. Like I, I, I would have said Allbeck if I was in Australia, but I thought that was I guess, OGO in German. OGO, OGO, Allbeck. What? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So he's he's not on the OGO program because they're so freaking heavy. When you're paying $50 per kilogram, kilogram, sorry, uh, but it is 50 American dollars per kilogram um, for excess baggage. It's So an OGO bag is about three kilograms heavier than almost any other bag on the market. Hmm. So that would be $150 extra just for the luxury of having an OGO one way. So if you're going to fly somewhere and fly home, you're paying $300 if you keep your OGO. I'm not shitting all over OGO right now. I'm just pointing out a fact. Well, don't worry. They're going to come out with the new uh, carbon fiber OGO that costs $1,200. So if you save $300 on four flights, you got yourself brand new OGO carbon fiber. There we go. That's a good idea. You know what I did? I, I went even better. I went with the OGO golf bag. Yeah, Javier had a golf bag case. Yeah? That he would put his suspension and stuff in. And then uh, I used to have a gun case, which is just asking to be pulled into every... Yep. Security exactly. Room. <laughs> well, that's actually that's how Harry turned up. He had one Allbeck um, with like the big stuff, and then he had the gun case just for the suspension because yeah. it's you know tight enough and thin enough to go in. So yeah, he said the same things. Like he's dragging his gun case through yeah. the airport. Everyone's just watching him. Like yeah, that's what's gonna happen, man. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I've done I it. went with yeah. Go, I went you, with what the, do you have in there? You know, like and I'm like a rocket. You know, like, <laughs> they're just like random people. I'm like, it's a rocket. Fuck, and, and they let him through? Yeah, Whoa. exactly. <laughs> no, I, I ran the OGO Golf, the flexi one. It was like one and a half kilos compared to seven if I had my OGO. So huh. I was I was saving $300 per trip. So $600 overall. We don't get charged like that here. I know. It's only Australia to Europe or New uh, Zealand. Australia and New Zealand to Europe. That's uh, where I get screwed. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. we're like, you pay for like a One second bag. bag. Yeah. And it's like. And it's 
fuck all. Yeah, exactly. Hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. No, we we're we're on the rough end of the pineapple. Um, <laughs> where we you get can't do anything because you're flying everywhere to get off That's of it. that rock. That's it. That's the problem. <laughs> We, we got to just bend over and take that rough end of the pineapple, and that's what happens. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway so no, uh, team over overall, overall, I was going to say team, team Spain. Team Spain won. <laughs> so we've got three different countries have won so far this year. That's Czech awesome. on the first night, Germany the second, Spain the third. Fuck, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. By the time we get to Mannheim and Zurich and whatever else. Do you know your lineup for the next one? Are it's you allowed not finalised. <laughs> it's not finalised, but we were very much looking at having Italy in with Leo Fini, Davide Rossi, maybe Matteo Bottion or maybe Massimo Bianconcini. Not sure what happens there. Um, keep your eyes peeled. It is not confirmed just yet. I would love to have, actually, even if we could get uh, America over with Adam Jones, Colby, whatever his name is, 32 to 1. What's his name? Uh, I, I forgot. I know him too. Um, anyway, so now uh, we're, we're looking at... I don't think at, it's Colby. Is it Colby? I don't think it's Colby. Yeah. He's, well, his Instagram name is Colby, 32 to 1. Oh. <laughs> don't I don't know what his last name is. Anyway, um, it doesn't even come up. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to find it. 32. There you go. Oh, yeah. And all it says is Colby. It doesn't say his last name. I can't remember. Colby, no name. Dude, he, uh, I told you, I rode with him when he was young. He was like probably 17 or something. Over the last two years, like year especially, he's just. You see these cliffy flips and shit? Like he's throwing down. He's That's not what I mean. scared. He was to... like good and he was flipping. And then over the last year, he's just been like cliffhanger yeah. flips, heart flips, like, and then going to dirt and then big flip what, tricks have... over the dirt. And yeah, have you seen that new place that he's been riding at heaps? Like, Looks like a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty foot dirty. It and looks sick. Ripping cliffhanger flips and what everything else. Off with of. with fuck all Gort. down ramp. Gort. Is it Colby, Colby Gort. Gort? There you go. That dude. Keep your eye out for him. I yes. think he's. Yeah, definitely one of those new kids that fucking could take over. So he's from like Arizona. I want to say. And um, there was a clothing he, company out there, 32 to 1, or Nevada. Maybe it's Nevada. Is um, that where the 32 to 1 gear brand was? That's, ah. where, that's where that comes from, I think. He was sponsored by, that might have been like his first sponsor or something like that. Ah. Um, so I think okay. that's where that comes from on his name. I remember Jake Bowen was the first rider in Australia to be sponsored by 32 to 1, like way back in the day. Yeah. I was like, but it was pretty hard to find that gear. I never could get it, but I always wanted it. Well, there was a couple of guys. The only reason I know that is because a couple of guys, this other guy, I am Cheetah, Cheetah or whatever, uh, he 
Same thing. They all those dudes, those young kids from that area, all ran that thirty-two to one stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was sick. It was good stuff. But um, uh, I've been thinking. I just realized this after we just had this conversation. But he is the best up-and-coming American FMX rider. Yep. Yeah. Easily. Yep. Easily. Fucking Nobody that, else is that's doing good. tricks like that. You know, yeah. like everybody else is. Who Who are the other big Americans? Hodges Ad, and uh, Adam Jones and well, I mean new new words. Ah, new guys. Yeah, yeah new Beerman, guys. kind of Beerman. new. Colby. Yeah. Uh, who's the other? Banks Hovey, maybe oh, if you want okay. to throw him into that list. Yeah. No, I, I would say. Yeah, there's not really many that are like really on pushing that the trick envelope. Mm-hmm. That's it. Free ride's definitely being pushed. That's right. getting pushed from every which way, which is sick. No, um, I agree with that. But I just mean I, FMX. I have just yeah. thought straight FMX recently. We really don't have anybody. America Colby doesn't exactly. Colby Gort. There you go. Number one. McNarles. He's fuck that pushing. dude's been around for so yeah, long. That's true. But He's still fucking But sense. he's pushing in like, again, he's not pushing in the way Colby is and learning every new trick. He's yeah. pushing like bigger flips, like gnarlier stuff that way, but not necessarily yeah. at the technical end of freestyle where it's like yeah, that's a X Games or, well, X Fighter's not around, I guess, at the moment, but like a X yeah. Games winning or Nitro winning run. You know, yeah, nobody else it. has a chance at, like, a full run, anybody new at least, you know, no, other that's than... that's it. No, exactly. I'd say... Actually, did I saw um, uh, McNall's flipping... Was it, like, the No Neighbors area? I, I don't know Probably. what the name of that place is. I forgot. Yeah, they don't know. I'm not allowed to that, talk that about I mean... that. They'll come after me. <laughs> Well, anyway, <laughs> McNiles was sick. <laughs> McNiles was sick there, so that was cool. Yeah, um, um, yeah, that whole area dude, is so sick. <laughs> Old oh, Vinny yeah. Carbone out there. All those guys. Um, there's a couple of dudes there uh, that just shovel all the time and build all that stuff, and they have like the best plague. The only other yeah. place that rivals it that I've been to is um as far as built stuff i guess caneville's its own thing but that's out in the middle of nowhere uh yeah is uh bakersfield oh yeah um yep. like uh derek beckering and scranny and uh yep. jeff griffin and oh, fuck yeah and yep. uh Tom, um alves garrett al oh yeah garrett alves yeah Man, there's a few names I haven't heard of in a very long time. Those dudes. So that's who I rode with when I went out there. Garrett didn't ride with us, but everybody else did. Yeah. And uh, Chuck lived there at the time. So I went out with yeah. Chuck. And it was like, by, I just followed Chuck. I know how Chuck is. I knew how he was by this point. And I know that he's yeah. just going to bomb everything that he can point at. Yeah. So I just stayed... Close enough to him, I had his speed, and far enough to be able to gauge exactly, like, what was going yeah. on jump-wise. And uh, 
by the end of that day, I was just like worn out because yeah, mental he, overload, man. Dude, he just fried me because we literally probably jumped thirty jumps, not even shitting you, and half of yeah. them were just like rhythm, little rhythm sections and stuff, and I'm just yeah. like following, just trying to jump all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. It it would be so gnarly to do it like that. That's how Fuck. Chuck is. Be warned, if you go to ride with Chuck, which he doesn't, I haven't seen him ride in a while since his last <laughs> injury, but bro, it's like, he's going to, if he can get pointed at it, he's going to hit it. That's so gnarly. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do it. That was like when we when we did Red Bull Dirt Diggers. That's what Squibby told me. He's like, there's actually too much shit here. He's like, yeah. I've got a headache because I have to remember 30 or 40 different distances yeah. and which way to turn this way or that way and whatever's going to go wrong. So, yeah. yeah, I remember that. And it's so very Sometimes easy, it's better. Yeah, it's very easy to forget which jump you're on or something, and especially if they're just kinked a little bit this way and that way and you hit it straight yeah. or yeah that's it know. like imagination how many jumps would have been an right. imagination probably yeah. 25 30 ish yeah. yeah you wouldn't want to get onto fucking tyler's jump and forget <laughs> which one you're on you're like oh yeah i'll just pop over this oh no oh no i'm about a hundred feet short yeah <laughs> <laughs> Two, two, two gears down from where I should be and 100 feet short. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, man. I think we've wrapped it all up, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, we've covered it all and extra. You got and bonus extra in like, this podcast, people. Like always. All right, buddy. Awesome. Too easy, man. Well, uh, I guess we'll see you. If we're going to talk about Night of the Jumps, the next one will be May the 20th. There are still tickets if anybody's in Europe and they want to get some. So Munich was sold out from a while, so I didn't even have to talk about tickets, which was cool. Um, Mannheim's still got a few tickets left, but I'll be seeing you, I guess, on the live stream from there on May the 20th. Um, fuck, I can't wait. Seven weeks. Can't wait to what happen, see what happens there. But in between, what have we got? What else is coming up? Is there any other comps? I don't know. Is there, uh, there's an, I guess there's an MOD show in two weeks in Salzburg. Uh, I think Freestyle Kings are running around Australia at the moment. Other there's than no that, like, I don't contest know. contest, I don't think, other than... No, I... Oh, no, we've, there's Japan's coming up soon. There'll be... Uh, X Games Japan. Oh, that might be May the 13th. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's an X Games Japan soon-ish. Let's look it up. X, X Games Japan. X Games Japan 2023. Let's see what Mr. Google tells me. I keep having 2022 come up. There you go, May 12 to 14 in Zozo Marine Stadium in Chiba City. There you go. Extreme Sports Championship, it says. Yeah, it does, Extreme Sports Championship. But I, I wonder what, uh, while we're looking at it now that we're actually talking about it, what's in? Because I remember last time it was only like a best whip comp and maybe best trick with one ramp, maybe two. No, it doesn't say. So I'm not sure when the big, big X Games is on. 
It's usually so like July or August. Yeah, I think it's July been July. It used yeah. to be August, so, and now I feel like they bumped it up to July. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there you go. Next big one will be one week before Night of the Jumps. X Games, May 3rd, 12 to 14, and then we'll be one week later. Are there any watching... Uh, watching apparatus here? Um, Probably that stupid ESPN player that barely worked for me on X Games last year. Okay, well, we'll try to figure that out. Maybe we can we'll do a it companion out. or something with it. Or, uh, That's it. Well, at least we're gonna have to do another companion soon as well. There was that That's one right. video that John sent through of Vans, the Vans Triple Crown, um, two thousand or something, or ninety nine or something. Yeah, like we that. should do that pretty soon too. That, that looks sick. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, once uh, I'm just away until Monday, so not a big deal. So, um, I'll be away for 10 days, so oh, when I get back, we can well, do there it. There you go. So 10 days, <laughs> yep. people, and then we'll uh, we'll figure out who the riders list is for X Games. We'll go over that, mm-hmm. and we'll go over uh, some other things, and we'll have a new companion for you guys. How about that? Sounds good. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. See you later. Catch ya.